Welcome to the Story Forest, a podcast of original tales for curious and adventurous children. In today's episode, King Daddy can't get his favourite breakfast and is very sad. Princess Isabel sets off to save his breakfast, but has a much bigger adventure than she ever expected. Written by Anna Roberts and read by her favourite storyteller in the world, her mother, Pam McNaughton. Princess Isabel and the Pineapples Princess Isabel went down for breakfast, her mind already buzzing and whirring with ideas for adventures. They could go and see Prince Hamish and see how the Loch Monster was doing. Or they could go and see if Wizardy Bizardy had got into any more trouble. Or they could venture into the forest and see if they ran into any fairies or anything else. But when she walked into the breakfast room, she stopped thinking about adventures altogether. King Daddy was looking most miserable, staring down into his cereal bowl with his bottom lip close to wobbling. Queen Mummy had her hand on his shoulder and was looking at him worriedly. King Daddy, whatever is the matter? Princess Isabel rushed to him and put her hand around his back in a nice cuddle. King Daddy gave a very deep sigh and then spoke, looking a little embarrassed as he did. Oh, Princess Isabel, it's very silly, really. But you know how I like pineapple for breakfast. At that, he seemed overcome and couldn't speak any more. After a moment or two, he recovered himself. There hasn't been any pineapple for a while now. And I just really miss it. Princess Isabel looked up at Queen Mummy, who shrugged. Princess Isabel frowned, then ran off downstairs to the kitchen, where she found Cook creating some exquisite pancakes. Cook, please could King Daddy have pineapple for breakfast again? He's really missing it. But Cook shrugged. I've been trying, Princess Isabel but there aren't any pineapples anywhere in the shops or markets or anything. No one can get any at all. Princess Isabel frowned again and hardly even noticed as Cook served her a beautiful pancake covered in banana and chocolate. I think it's adventure time, she said when she had finished wiping the last bit of chocolate from around her mouth. I'm going to find out what has happened to all of the pineapples. For any adventure, of course, she needed to find her best friends, Harriet the Hare and Ulred the Unicorn. Though for a moment Harriet thought it was a silly quest and that King Daddy should just nibble some nice grass instead and Ulred the Unicorn apparently suggested porridge, they were soon ready to go. Princess Isabel swung up onto the unicorn's back and they set off for the marketplace where Princess Isabel searched through every fruit stall and shop. There were no pineapples anywhere, and no one knew why. One fruit stall holder gave her directions to find the fruit supplier and a yummy nectarine, which she ate as they rode towards the place that he had suggested. They found a bustling dock, with big ships and massive crates of cargo everywhere. Melons, bananas, kiwis, peaches, giant bright oranges and almost every fruit you could think of. Almost. There weren't any pineapples. 
Princess Isabel asked around and finally found the man she was looking for, Mr Jacobs. Mr Jacobs looked very busy and very stressed, so she spoke to him quickly. He said that they hadn't had any pineapples for two weeks and that the Pineapple Kingdom hadn't even said anything. Princess Isabel frowned. It looked like this quest was going to be a bit more complicated than she had thought. She thanked Mr Jacobs and asked him for a map. She went back to Harriet the Hare and the friends looked at the map and had a discussion. It was a long, long way to the Kingdom of the Pineapples. But Ulred the Unicorn hadn't had a really good run for a while and could go very, very fast when they wanted to. The friends decided to continue their exploration and with Princess Isabel clutching Ulred's mane tightly with one hand and Harriet the Hare with the other, Ulred the Unicorn started to run. He went faster and faster and faster. He went so fast they could hardly hear his hooves hit the ground. The world around them was a blur and it began to get hotter. The sun seemed brighter, the air drier, the sky blazed blue. It was lovely and of course it made sense. Princess Isabel knew that pineapples grew where it was hotter. Eventually, Ulred the Unicorn began to slow. They saw dusty orange ground, plants and trees with big green leaves. They were riding up to a castle at a slower pace now. When they got closer, they began to hear music coming from inside. When they reached a guard, Princess Isabel boldly announced her name and said that she was here to see the king, and they waved her through. Inside the castle, there was a huge party and a feast going on. People were singing and dancing and wearing amazingly bright coloured clothes. Someone offered Princess Isabel some rice and she took it happily, finding herself very, very hungry. She filled herself with delicious, spicy food and Harriet the Hare and Ulred the Unicorn did too. Princess Isabel noticed that Ulred the Unicorns couldn't stop tapping his hooves. He loved the beat and rhythm of the music and the sound of the melody and he started to move closer and closer to the dance floor. Princess Isabel nudged Harriet the Hare and they watched as he started the dance. At first the dancers were amazed to have a unicorn join in but soon they all began to dance with him as everyone else laughed and laughed and laughed. Who brought that creature into my castle? Suddenly a big voice boomed out across the room. A magnificently dressed man was standing at the top of the room and looking out at all the people. Everyone stopped. Princess Isabel gulped, then stepped forward. She guessed that this was the king. Your Majesty, it was me. Ah, uh, I'm Princess Isabel and I came to seek an audience with your Majesty. The king looked at her, then looked at Ulred the unicorn again. He seemed to decide something as he nodded his head and called, Come, in a commanding voice, before turning and walking away. Princess Isabel gathered her friends and they followed him hurriedly. 
He took them into a lovely outside room with beautiful plants and a fountain and they were served with cups of tea. Princess Isabel sipped it politely, even though she didn't like tea. You have brought laughter to my kingdom and for that I am grateful, Princess Isabel, the king said with a smile. We have not had reason to laugh for many days. We dance, but inside we mourn. But come now, I am King Quasi. How can I help you? Princess Isabel smiled at him. King Quasi, I bring greetings from my King Daddy and my Queen Mummy. It is so lovely to be in your kingdom and we have had a brilliant time so far. We decided to come here because we have a problem back home. You see, we've run out of pineapples and my King Daddy loves them so much. No one knows why we don't have them anymore, so we decided to come and see if you might be able to help. At this, King Quasi looked almost as sad as King Daddy had at breakfast that morning. He began to speak mournfully. Princess Isabel, I am sad to say that we have had the same problem. We have had no pineapples in this kingdom for a few weeks now. They are sitting on the ground in the pineapple fields, but my people are too afraid to go to pick them. You see, they are now guarded by an angry pod of hippopotamuses. Princess Isabel gaped. She really hadn't known what to expect, but it certainly hadn't been that. Why are the hippos angry? Harriet the Hare spoke up for the first time, and King Quasi looked at her with surprise, but answered anyway. We don't know. We can't tell. Sometimes it seems as if they are trying to tell us something, but, he shrugged, they are hippos. Princess Isabel and Harriet the Hare gave each other a look. They knew exactly what they were going to do next. They explained to the king that Harriet the Hare could speak to almost all animals. And, amazed, he told them where the hippos were and where the pineapple fields were. And so, very soon, they were on the road again. Ulred the unicorn moving much more carefully now that they knew they were looking out for angry hippos. They passed trees and fields and houses and villages until they got to a vast expanse of pineapple fields stretching out ahead of them. They could see the large spiky plants planted close together and the pineapples themselves at the centre of each plant reaching up to the sun. Princess Isabel sighed when she thought about how much King Daddy would love to see this when suddenly there was a thundering sound in the distance. Princess Isabel turned her head to see a huge number of giant hippos racing towards them it felt as if the ground was shaking and Princess Isabel filled with panic. Should they run? Should they hide? But it was too late for that. The hippos were there and they ran past around them and formed a circle all about them. They couldn't go anywhere. Princess Isabel wasn't sure if she'd ever been more scared. But in the middle of the circle of huge hippos, Harriet the Hare bravely stepped forward and started speaking in yet another language that Princess Isabel didn't know. The hippos were shocked, then obviously pleased to be spoken to, and had a long conversation with the hare. 
Princess Isabel waited nervously, pressing her hand into Ulred the unicorn's neck to comfort them both. Eventually, the hare came back to them and spoke quickly. The hippos have a special waterfall where they live. I don't know why it's so wonderful, but they love it, and someone else has taken it over. Some creature they're scared of, though again I don't quite know why. They've been protecting the pineapple fields to try to get some help with getting their waterfall back. Quite a good plan, really. Only because you came along, otherwise no one would know what anyone else was doing. Princess Isabel gave a big grin. She had certainly never imagined that the quest for pineapple would take this much adventuring. But most of the time she was having fun. I suppose we'd better go to this waterfall then. Harriet the hare nodded and got some directions from the hippos, who then cleared a bit of a pathway between them to let the friends through. They travelled some time longer, then turned a corner through some trees and gasped. The most enormous, magnificent and beautiful waterfall was before them. The water poured down in cascades from a huge height into a huge swirling pool at the bottom. The spray caught the light all around them and created shimmering rainbows. There were drips and sprays and gushes and plants and flowers in a hundred colours and fire! Fire! Princess Isabel shouted and they all got down low on the ground. A rush of fire had somehow emerged from behind the curtain of falling water. Princess Isabel peeped up through the long grass and saw that where the fire had been, there was now a head, and now a neck, and the neck was coming out from behind the water too, and it was absolutely huge, and she had just never expected it, never expected that the animal who had taken over the hippo's wonderful waterfall would be a dragon. They were all still for a moment, breathing, feeling the grass under their feet, trying to adjust to the fact that they were here in the world and very, very close to them was a fire-breathing dragon. The friends looked at each other. Princess Isabel knew that she wanted to ask Harriet the Hare to speak to the dragon, but the little creature had already been so brave today and it just felt like such a huge thing to ask. Harriet's whiskers were twitching, which Princess Isabel knew meant that she, too, was scared. But she didn't say anything like that. Instead, the hare opened her mouth and said, I suppose dragon language must be a bit like Loch Monster language, and I've done that before. She gulped. Princess Isabel reached out and fluffed her friend's fur on her back, then put her hand out to rest on Ulred the Unicorn, too. Let's go together. So the three friends stood up and stepped out until they were in front of the dragon. It was enormous, with skin of a sort of green-black, huge scales all over, huge wings and ferocious-looking eyes. When it saw them, its eyes flashed. Harriet the hare began to speak in strange guttural sounds, and the dragon's ears pricked up, and it moved its head very slowly towards Harriet the hare. Not sure if it meant to listen to her or to eat her, Princess Isabel tensed and got ready to move, but it eventually laid its head on the stone in front of her and they had a conversation. 
Princess Isabel let out a long breath of relief. Eventually, Harriet the Hare turned back to her friends, frowning. So, the dragon usually lives in a high waterfall in the mountains, but a giant boulder has fallen on it that he can't move on his own and has stopped the waterfall. So he's come here, and so the hippos are stopping the pineapples from being harvested, and so King Quasi can't send any to our kingdom, and so King Daddy can't have his favourite breakfast. Harriet the Hare was slightly breathless at the end of that. Princess Isabel frowned too, but she was beginning to think of a plan. She told Harriet to ask the dragon to meet them back where they were in a couple of hours, then asked Ulred the unicorn to ride back to the rhinos. When they got to the rhinos, Harriet the hare explained what had happened and asked the all-important question that Princess Isabel had thought of. Would they help to push the boulder away from the dragon's waterfall? The hippos, discussed, then came back with an answer. They would, but it would be too cold for them up the mountain. They would need something to keep them warm. Princess Isabel frowned and added something else to her plan. Harriet the Hare told the hippos to go to their waterfall and meet the dragon and wait for them there. Ulred the unicorn, starting to get a little tired of all this running everywhere, now took them back to King Quasi. Princess Isabel was getting tired too and almost fell off Ulred's back as she started to explain to the king, who had come out to hear the news, what they needed. The king said yes and the people immediately got to work. Princess Isabel and the others wolfed down some food to give them strength and asked King Quasi to message her parents so they wouldn't worry. And it wasn't long before they set off again, followed by the king's riders carrying their new cargo. The sun was beginning to sink in the sky as they reached the waterfall, and Princess Isabel thought they probably should have waited until the next day, but it was too late for that now. Princess Isabel stepped over to the hippos and revealed their new cargo. Ten massive jumpers, made big enough for hippos, made out of big warm blankets from the king's palace. The hippos were impressed and, with help, put them on. And so the strange party of a princess, a unicorn, a hare, a dragon and ten hippos with jumpers on started to climb up the mountain. It was a long climb. Princess Isabel used all of her climbing skills and was impressed that all the other animals managed to get up the steep rocky path too. Eventually they came to a crevice that had a big boulder wedged inside. When they looked the other side there was water pounding against the rock. Even with all their strength it was going to be difficult to shift. Princess Isabel organised everyone. With the dragon in the air lifting, some hippos pushing, some pulling, the unicorn working his horn into the crevices to try to shift it and Harriet translating everything for the animals. It was hard work. The boulder moved this way, then that way, but didn't seem like it was going to go anywhere. Until eventually, on a very long push, with everyone straining and trying as hard as they could, the boulder finally went over the edge and splashed down into the pool below. Water 
began to pour in a long, long waterfall down the side of the mountain and everyone took a drink and collapsed onto the floor. Eventually, they picked themselves up and started down the path again. It was dark now, but the dragon lit their way with bursts of flame. At the bottom, Princess Isabel could see a collection of flame torches gathering together. As they came closer, they saw that it was King Quasi who had set up a camp with food and drink and soft cushions. They said goodbye to the hippos and the dragon with hugs and smiles, and then Princess Isabel collapsed onto a cushion. The king came to see her. He bowed. We are so grateful to you and your friends, Princess Isabel. You have been so kind and brave, and now our country can function again, and we can provide pineapples to the world. Thank you. Princess Isabel was so tired, she could only give a sort of grin. And now I have something for you in return. I have heard a legend that unicorns can fly if given fairy dust. I see from your face that it is true. One of our kingdom's greatest treasures is this box of fairy dust. I will sprinkle some over Ulred the unicorn now so that you can fly home and present your father King Daddy with this big box of the freshest pineapples for his breakfast tomorrow morning. Princess Isabel smiled through her tiredness and she said thank you and allowed the king to sort everything out. And so she, Harriet the Hare and Ulred the Unicorn found themselves sleepily flying through the night sky, gazing at the stars until she fell properly asleep on the unicorn's back. The sun was just rising as she arrived back at the castle. She tucked Ulred into a big blanket in his stable and saw Harriet the hare fall asleep before she even left for her burrow. Princess Isabel tucked some straw over her friend to keep her warm. She went straight up to the breakfast room, but no one was quite up yet. She sat down with the big box of pineapples to wait. And so it was that when they came down for breakfast, King Daddy and Queen Mummy found their daughter Princess Isabel fast asleep next to a big box of pineapples. Thinking the story of her adventures could wait until she'd had some sleep, King Daddy carried her up to bed, then sat down for breakfast and ate almost an entire pineapple. He was very, very happy. The End <laughs> Thanks for listening. Next week, Princess Isabel and her parents greet a surprise guest who puts Wizardy Bizardy through his paces, and Princess Isabel loses something very important. Don't miss out. Subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts to make sure you're the first to hear our brand new stories every week. Mm-hmm.